Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. We are live from Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine here. Uh, it is... Uh, full-fledged and as crazy as you've um, heard it uh, I have never covered the NFL combine before this is my first time but uh, we we have a lot of uh, a lot of interest at the Sporting Tribune with uh, the number of USC Trojans in the draft UCLA Bruins in the draft Caleb Williams projected to go number one uh, the Chargers have a top five pick the fifth pick the Raiders have a first round pick. The Rams, for the first time in forever since selecting Jared Goff, have a first round pick. So uh, we are out here covering the NFL scouting combine. And uh, yesterday, we had a chance to chat with the new general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers, Joe Ortiz. And yeah, this is a big draft for Joe and a big draft for uh, new head coach Jim Harbaugh. They have the fifth pick in the draft, and uh, Joe was you know, talking about all the different moves that the Chargers have made. Uh, but again, this is a new regime for the Chargers, a new head coach in Jim Harbaugh, a new general manager in Joe Hortiz. And uh, again, uh, a lot of people are projecting them to go with Notre Dame offensive tackle Joe Alt. Uh, so you'll hear Joe talk about, you know, the um, the mindset that the Chargers have going into the draft and them having uh, a top five pick. So without any further ado, the new general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers, Joe Ortiz. Um, well, you just talk, have them talk to the players. Um, you really ask them questions and, uh, you know, talk to them about what the vision they see for the player as they evaluate them. Certainly, we have our scouts' opinions prior to that. I'll have my opinion as well on players, uh, our staff. So um, I think our coaches... Well, they'll know what we're looking for in terms of specific needs and roles in an offense and defense, and conversation helps them evaluate our players. Yeah, we're making progress on it. Still, kind of a, you know a work in progress. Daniel, um, staff just really got finalized last week. 
it's kind of a cross between install, installing the offense, installing the defense while valuing the players. And that's that's natural because you're figuring out which players fit what we're going to do um, and how they're going to fit. And so that's uh, players on our roster, players in free agency. So kind of mixing it all together from, from a pro uh, perspective. Yeah, I'll say this. The guys that are currently on our roster, I like all the players. I mean, I, I think you find a role for them. And I think that's what we do is scouting. We, we, don't, we find the things they can do for the team, and we do it in coaching. What can they do well for? So I don't think you eliminate any player. It's more of how they fit the team. Um, Advice, you know, I don't know. I, I think being with John for so long, um, I've certainly gotten to know Jim rather well. Just, you know, as brothers, Jim coming on into Baltimore when he was at Stanford in Michigan, uh, me going to visit him there. Um, you know, I think John believes that we were going to be a great pair, um, knowing us both. He's told me that. He's happy. Uh, the two of us are together. So, um, you know, I was looking forward to getting started with Jim, and it's been awesome. You know, I don't know that because I know and, um, and and I've I've gotten to know him and I don't know how you can be in the room with Jim and and felt rubbed the wrong way. He he cares, he's a great person and he's competitive. Like he wants to win ball games and, and it's all about getting better and uh, and being the best. So I don't know. I he's got a I love him and uh, it's been a blast. I'm talking about the enthusiasm he's brought to the building every day. I'm in there in the morning, come into his office you feel the energy. Our players feel it. Our coaching staff feels it. He walks into the draft room when we're in meetings. The scouts feel it. So it's exciting. It certainly is. Yeah, so we're, we, we're, we're talking through that still. We're still still working through it. Obviously, the cap got bumped up a little bit higher than I think everyone was expecting, a little bit more. So it um, gives us certainly some flexibility, a little bit more increased flexibility. So uh, we'll kind of continue to talk through that over the next couple of weeks and, and have a plan of attack shortly. Yeah, I think you look at a player's. You can put, look at a player's age. We do it in the draft, even. You know, I mean, it's. You know, you talk about thirty, whatever. You talk about twenty-one versus twenty-five. I, there, there's, you're always looking at, it, but you also you also have to look at the production that they've had and and that you expect them to continue to have. I think those are the things you have to weigh. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the second part. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Austin's a free agent, and uh, you know, we're obviously that's something that he's got an opportunity, and and we're looking, we're working through that. So, um, but yeah, these guys have an opportunity. The guys that are currently on our roster, they have an opportunity. Whether Austin's back or not, they have an opportunity to go out and pr prove themselves and grab a share of, of the offense, to grab an increased role, and that's what we want for them. Every player on our roster, regardless of their status, and ending the season, it's what you, what you're going to do going forward. So, being out there working hard right now, coming in, attacking the day, um, being, being, you know, repping with the coaches, being engaged, you know, there's an opportunity for every one of our players, you know, regardless of who's on the Chargers, who's back with the Chargers, and who's gone. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think it, every position has you have to weigh the opportunity, the, the surplus versus the value of the position. So, um, if I think I heard you correctly, Aaron, you asked how you weigh the running backs position. You know, running backs are important for an offense, and and I, I truly believe that. Uh, I've been in Baltimore for 26 years, and running backs were extremely important, and and certainly in Jim's offense and Greg's offense, it will be. So, um, the value placed on it, the monetary value, that's the things that we talk through and work through. But uh, there is value in, in the running back position for sure. Oh, Garrett, um, there's so many. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing to walk out of Baltimore is it, it, it's a team. Um, and I think that's the great thing about being with the Chargers now and being with Jim. It's 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 the team. And, uh, you know, a couple of you guys are out here and, you know, we just we work together. And, uh, you know, certainly I learned a ton of lessons from Ozzy and Eric. Patience, you know, the the, the year the season doesn't begin until September. You know, you don't have to be in a rush to do anything. Be thorough in your evaluations. Uh, be detailed. You know, Eric's taught me that. And um, but I think just being being a team, working together, uh, coaching, scouting, everybody in the building, kind of rowing in the same direction, working in the same direction is important. I'm sorry. I'd say it's pretty deep. Um, you know. It's it's weird. I get this question a lot every year leading up to the draft, and uh, it seems like there's players at every round, uh, certainly in the offensive line. Uh, there's some other deep positions in the draft. Um, it seems to be a lot, you know, most years the same positions. Uh, but, uh, you know, wide receiver every year is, you know, starting to put out more and more wide receivers because of the way college football is, is has changed. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's a good, good depth draft for a line. Um, I think you're. I think it's not off seasons. I think you're working to get the roster to where you want it every single day, and that's leading up to the draft. I mean, certainly we're going to be a, take a draft centric approach. Um, I believe in that, but you know, free agency, you know, June free agency signings right before August, turning the roster during the season. The roster should never be where you want it. You're always trying to move ahead and get it. But yeah, we're going to continue to work to add pieces, but we're going to do it throughout the, throughout the year, at all times of the year. Um, in terms of the cap, I'm confident we can get there because you have to get there. You know, I have, I have no choice but to get under the cap, so I can promise you we're going to do that. Joe, you talked about Eric before. I know he's an avid reader. Did yeah. Uh, not really. Eric, Eric certainly reads a lot more than me. You know, I'm, I'm, I do more reading of stories and articles. And but Eric, yeah, I, I, I love his appetite for reading. And uh, you know, maybe I'll get more into it. You know, and, and but he definitely he learned some great things. The great thing about Eric is not only would he read, he'd share it with us, and he'd he'd share chapters with us. You know, and 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 different articles that were really insightful, which I was able to glean some information from. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a unique opportunity for a first-time GM, I think, you know, um, especially for a first-time GM at a new organization, right? Like, you may become one at, at your existing place, elevate into the, into the role, but to be able to walk in and have Justin Herbert and have Jim Harbaugh as your head coach and the Spanos family, who are fantastic people and have supported us completely. I mean, it's just they've given Jim everything he needs to build an all-star staff, and we're going to support the players. The new facility that we're building up there in El Segundo, I had a chance to see it. It's, it's spectacular. I can't wait to get up there, but I know i got to take my time and you know get through the drafts and all that. But to have Justin, is, it's really cool. And it's, it's a great opportunity, it's, and it's very unique. You don't get those chances very often. That's what made this place such a special opportunity for me. Uh, we've talked. We've talked, and I, I appreciate Corey for helping us out, given his current situation. Um, you know, I'll let him announce that or make that decision on his own. That's not mine to make. Uh, but he certainly understood where he was in his current situation. Uh, that he was able to help the team still by even not playing, and, and I'm very appreciative of that. And uh, w when we approached him with it. I'm sorry. One more time. Um, so, you know, with the players, it obviously goes by position, but I think really half of it's what they do on the field, the type of player they are. A lot of it's the person, too, you know, the other half. You know, it's just you got to know what you're getting as a play, as a person. And I think the, his makeup, uh, his, how, what type of teammate he is, how coachable he is, um, his desire to play the game, their toughness, you know, those are things that really matter to me and our organization. So we spend a lot of time. I think this combine, uh, every combine is a valuable opportunity for us to get around players and whether it's as group leaders, some of our, guys, our scouts, or group leaders, uh, the 18 minutes we get them in the room to interview, you can get a lot out of 18 minutes by interviewing a player. You know, um, get to know him maybe more than I'm giving you guys here. I don't know. But, um, you know, he's, you know, it, it's a fun opportunity to get to know the guys. Yeah, I'm not going to mention any players specifically. I just don't do that. And if you go back to the year, some of the guys here know that too. Um, but I think it's just the way the game's evolved. It's a passing game. Um, in college, they spread it out more. Receivers are getting so many more opportunities, so, more, more, so, many, so many more reps. And um, that helps receivers develop faster, you know. And so they get up to our level. They have a chance. They've seen a little bit more. Um, and certainly we have more exposures to them. You look at the number of catches that receivers have now versus, 15 years ago, it's impressive. Yeah. No, I don't think so. You know, I think I think you just want to find the best players for your team, young, old, it doesn't matter, vet in between, cap cut, you know, guy that's released. Uh, I think you can find success everywhere with players and, uh, you know, waiver claims, um, sign them off practice squad, you know, the the eight-year pro who's coming in to give you the last couple of years he's got. So um, I don't think it, I think you find the fit and find 
find a player with the right mentality, and uh, and you go from there. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, Corey played three games last year. We had some guys that filled in for us there. Uh, some are free agents, so you know, well, obviously, we're going to address that uh, as we lead into free agency. There's available guys in free agency, and then certainly the draft. You know, but um, we got guys on the roster that we feel can snap the ball right now, and uh, and we're excited about those guys. And then we'll continue to add pieces as we can. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, you, you, Denver and Oakland—they're on the come, or Vegas—they're on the come. Sorry, and uh, you know, Kansas City—they've—they've they've kind of shown us what they are. So, I think they're talented teams. Um, certainly, two-time Super Bowl champs—that's who we're all chasing in the division. But they're well-run organizations. Uh, you know, great leaders. I know Tom. You know, being over there, and, and Antonio did a great job. Uh, the, the end of the year, uh, certainly. You know, Denver, the, Peyton and Peyton, you know, they, they speak for themselves. And, and then, you know, Kansas City hats off to them. You know, they've done what a lot of people haven't been able to do for a lot of teams haven't been able to do in a long time. And uh, so that's what we're chasing. Our, our, you know, work's cut out for us, and, but we got the guys that can do it, I think. Where we are at six, we have a yeah, um, man, I think about that young me. Um, no, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to be the best student assistant I could be at all at Auburn. I really did, man. Like, make sure the coffee was ready. They gave me something to make copies, do it, you know. And then I got hired in Baltimore. I wanted to be the best personnel assistant I could be, and that's kind of how I've approached it. Right now, I just want to help the Chargers win. Um, I don't even think about, like, honestly, I don't think about the role. I don't think about – I just want to help us win and support the team, support the players, support the coaches, and deliver a winner for the Spanos family. Okay, I think the question was if they're not testing at the combine. Oh, um, well, they're doing a couple things. Uh, the site testing, honestly, we weren't very involved in that in Baltimore, so I don't. I can't answer that question. I can't tell you what you're missing out on. Um, I know what we relied on, and uh, they're still doing some of that. So. I, the rest, you'd have to ask probably a team that's more, that used it more or is more familiar with it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, that's part of the excitement, right? Like when you sit in there and you have conversations, you learn what a coach likes in a player, um, what he's familiar with, you know, the way he did things. You get ideas, uh, you get different viewpoints of what the, a player can do. Um, so it's kind of a learning, growth, uh, exploratory come together. It's, 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 it's a great mixture, and that's what makes it so much fun. Um, I, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with new coaches in the past, you know, when we brought them in, in Baltimore, and you get a different perspective, and it's awesome, and you can learn something from everyone, so that's part of the excitement. Yeah, you know, Chad, Chad's a guy I've known for 25 years, picked him up at the airport in Baltimore um, and worked with him there. 
outstanding evaluator has worked in college and pro um, and, and kind of seen it all, done it all, and just a guy that I trust his, his eyes and his ability to evaluate and also his leadership. Um, just a great leader and, and, and just going to be there to support. And then Corey, you know, Corey's an outstanding analyst in Baltimore, uh, comes up with some really good ideas, has a different way of looking at things than I may look at it as a scout. So it gives you different perspectives and explores different options. And uh, two guys I'm very excited to have and I'm thankful that the Spanos family helped get it done and uh, shows their commitment to getting better and, and, and really improving the organization and the team and wherever we can improve it. Last one, guys. Um, yeah, the, the, I, you know, I think as the salary cap grows, obviously quarterback, you know, all contracts are going to grow. Um, the perspective of Lamar's contract, I mean, I think both sides felt really good about the deal when it got done, and uh, I think they're both happy it got done, and I expect them to be happy going forward for sure. All right, that was new Chargers general manager Joe Fortis talking about, uh, you know, his mindset going into the scouting combine here in Indianapolis. Again, the uh, Chargers, new regime, new head coach in Jim Harbaugh, new general manager, new training facility opening up in the South Bay right by the beach in El Segundo. Uh, they have the fifth pick in the draft. A lot of people are projecting them to go with an offensive lineman, for perhaps Joe Alt. From Notre Dame, uh, you know, they could go wide receiver if Marvin Harrison's available. Maybe Malik Neighbors. We'll see. The other big thing for the Chargers um, is they have the uh, 37th pick in the draft. They have their first round pick, number five, and the uh, second round pick, number 37. And there's a lot of uh, talented uh, players that they could go with there. I mean, some of the projections, um, you know, that, that they could go with Kamari Lister, a uh, cornerback from Georgia. But there's a lot of uh, really talented players. And, you know, the one thing with uh, Jim Harbaugh that you know is this team is going to turn around very quickly. Um, and and I, I would certainly expect them to make some moves outside of just the uh, draft. Uh, but when you look at uh, Jim Harbaugh's track record, uh, there's no doubt this team will be back in the playoffs and contending for a Super Bowl next season. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, speaking of the Chargers, speaking of new GMs, we will uh, catch up with a new general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, former Chargers general manager Tom Telesco. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090, it's from the California, the bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown when the underground. When we 
Hello and welcome back to the Rushmore County Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Earth 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, I want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. As I mentioned in the last segment, we are out here in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. A lot of USC Trojans. Caleb Williams projected to go number one in the draft. A lot of UCLA Bruins. The Raiders have a first-round pick. The Chargers have a top-five pick. And the Rams have their first first first-round picks in selecting Jared Goff number one overall. Uh, this is a big draft. Uh, for the Chargers, but also for the Raiders. Longtime Chargers general manager Tom Telesco is now the new general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, and they are picking number 13. There's a lot of people wondering, you know, are they going to go offensive line? Are they going to go uh, wide receiver, quarterback? You know, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of different uh, places that they could go. They not only have uh, their first-round pick, but they also have their second round pick as well and so uh we in the media got a chance to talk to new Raiders general manager Tom Telesco and here he is right now I think the one thing that jumped off um kind of doing a deeper dive is how tough a football team it was um and I would say that on offense defense and the in the kicking game um but tough resilient and, and really committed to the process just watching the whole situation how the season played out from how it started and then your head coach is no longer there, and then how you finished it with the new head coach. Um, but a really tough-minded, mentally tough football team. So that's, that's what kind of came out the most. Um, and you're talking about both sides of the ball. Like offensively, like we have a lot of work to do. I think that's pretty easy to see. I kind of liked even watching how Aiden, Aiden O'Connell kind of handled the situation. You're talking about a guy, a rookie, first of all, coming and playing. Um, by the time he starts playing a lot, he no longer has his head coach, who is also the offensive coordinator. So it's a new offensive staff, essentially, he's kind of working with. And then we had some injuries late in the year with the left tackle and even Josh Jacobs being out, seeing how well he played late in the year. Um, but we've got a lot of work to do on offense there. And then defensively, I think a lot of it's probably from the continuity of playing the whole year, how well it played. And uh, what a great job Patrick Graham did with the group. Um, on a day-to-day basis, but then how they played on the field on Sundays and the mentality that they played with, which is a lot of what you see on defense um, and the special teams. And we have some pretty elite um, guys in that as far as long snapper, punter, and kicker, um, which is, believe me, it's great to have. So, um, But, you know, we've got work to do in all three, but I like what I saw, like probably the toughness of the football team that's there. Uh, a couple things. Uh, one for me, I love being around our guys at the combine. We're talking about our guys, like our personnel staff, um, especially right now to get to know them better. Uh, so I spent a lot of time just talking football with all the scouts, all the personnel people. I love that part of it because we're with each other all day long. I mean, I've been in some different committee meetings the last couple of days, but starting tomorrow, be with our guys every day. So that's a big part of it. Um, next part of that, I'm not a part of, but the, the, the medical process is huge. We, we, we really need that. I'm not part of that at all, but that's the most important uh, part of the combine. And then all the measurable data that we receive, you know, that's very important to me to have. Uh, do I necessarily have to watch it all the time? Not necessarily. You know, I don't, I don't need to see somebody get weighed in and see how tall they are. I don't need to see them do a broad jump. Uh, but that, that, that data to us is very important as we make decisions. So those are probably the most important things. The interviews are nice. 
Um, but in the end, you know, in a 15 or 20 minute interview, there's not a whole lot of new ground that's broken. Um, our scouts have already done so much background work on the players. Um, so we already have that information. You get a little feel for their personality. Um, but in the end, you need to spend more time with the kids in just 15, 20 minutes. So the interview is nice, but it's not a, it's not, not a huge part of it for me. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the back end of that. From what I've seen, he's a very good player. Um, he has size, he has speed, he has some nice vision, has some production late in the year. Um, but the way we're going to play and the way a lot of teams play is you need more than one back. And I don't really see a lead back type thing. you got to have more than one. You need to have two, you need to have three. Um, they all have different roles with the team. Uh, the way this game's played, it's, it's hard to do, uh, just to put that all in one person. Well, I mean, you'd always want toughness, um, you know, but that's a good question as far as, you know, there's not always a lot of carryover from one year to the next. We think there is, but there's not, but there's certain things that are, are and the culture you've built is part of that, and that toughness is part of that, which Antonio has already kind of instilled in the football team. So that we can really build on moving forward. I've got, I've got everybody here today. Look at this. Um, but, yeah, that's something we can build on, but, you know, that's something we're, we're looking for anyway. Like This, this is a tough league. you got to have that, that element no matter what. <laughs> hey, with like any position, as you age, you sometimes you get a little bit better at it, right? You know, your, your technique is better. A lot of times college players um, at every position, sometimes you're so much more talented than the player you're going to play against. You, your athletic ability can just kind of take over. Because um, at the college level, you're not always playing against another pro prospect. And then you get in this league, and your ability can only take you so far. A lot of it's fundamentals and technique to try and raise that game. So um, it's not always a bad thing getting older. Uh, now, with every position, you've got to try to see where the decline starts. Um, but the receiver position, you know, you can still have some success in this league just on route running, adjustment hands, and maybe not quite as fast as you were, you know, when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, but still be very, very productive. What are the characteristics you're looking for in a quarterback? How many do I get? <laughs> There's a lot of different no. to choose from. Yeah. Uh, the, the two for me are probably leadership and toughness. I think you have to start with that. Um, he's got to be somebody that when you're in the huddle, and those ten other those players are looking you in the eyes that that you can lead that group, and you got to have that. Um, so those are two most important things for me. And then it kind of goes into you know preparation skills for that position is like none other, probably like no other sport in professional sports. So talking about leadership, toughness, preparation skills, and then we get to the physical abilities. Then you start having sliding scales for different things because there's there's just there's no perfect players. You have to realize that. Um, but uh, I always start with leadership and toughness. Work my way from there. Causing concerns when you're evaluating a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like I was just saying before. You know, preparation skills in this league are so important. Everybody's so talented in the NFL. You got to find your edges, and at that position, the work you do Monday through Saturday is just as important as Sunday. 
So if you had a prospect at that position that really didn't like the process, maybe didn't love the game of football, didn't like preparing, just want to go out and just kind of wing it, that would be a big concern for me. Yeah, it's probably less now. Um, there are just so many transfers right now. Um, you just have to deal with it. If this was 15, 20 years ago, sometimes a little bit, little bit more of a red flag. It really isn't anymore. So um, it does take us a little bit more time as we do our background and research because you got to go to multiple schools, talk to multiple scouts. So it takes a little extra time to put it together. But I don't see that as a red flag for, for kids transferring. What was that beginning? Oh. Yeah, I'd, since we're in uh, late February, I really wouldn't take anything off the table as far as going up back. Yeah, so. It was pretty pretty late in the process, I think, when we brought him in. I think he just kind of, I just met him, uh, I think, last week for the first time. So, um, you know, I think I think Antonio was looking for someone like a, like a playing background, not necessarily a pro player, but the fact that he's a pro player, I think, helps in that room. Um, he's got some great experience at Auburn, both as a position coach and as a head coach. That's always nice to have. So I haven't got a chance to really get to know him yet, but I love his background. I like what his resume looks like. See, I guess the one thing I'll say is this is like, there's really no consensus boards, at least since I've been in the league, there isn't. Um, you got 32 different teams that look at things 32 different ways. So our ranking may be different than other rankings. So I don't know if there's necessarily a top three and a next two or a next three. Um, I'm not going to go down my list with you now, but I don't even really have a list at this point right now. So um, we'll work through it like we do all the other positions. Um, but like, there's one thing you could, like. There's just not a consensus of like what the ranking is. It could be a little bit different for everybody depending on what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm not really one that needs to sit down and go eye to eye and then walk away in 15 minutes and say, I know if you can play or not. I'm not that good. But what I really get from right now is talking with all of our scouts that have really spent a lot of time watching these players. And then as we move into the next month, talking to our coaches as they evaluate these players, and then I'll have my own opinions as well. We'll kind of take all the information in and then you know, try and make a decision on whatever position it is. You know what, there's just all different personalities. So it's not like we're looking for one personality. There are all different personalities for different positions. I, I certainly would never grade someone's personality. Um, I just want to know, are they committed to football? Do they love to play? Do they want to get better? Um, and like we're, you know, we can all give those answers, but a lot of it is we need to see examples of that. And a lot of those examples happen in the last three or four years with these players, whether from from the recruiting into college all the way through college, we try and get some information that way as far as experiences more so than somebody just going to tell me what, what I want to hear. Uh, he's a Raider. Yep. Yeah, I mean, as a GM, you never want to take anything off the table, but I don't anticipate using that tag this year.
How important is it to bring him back since you did mention having running back by committee and what he means to the team? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a high-level player. Um, and I do want to establish a philosophy with the Raiders that we like to resign our own. Um, doesn't bother me that I didn't draft him. Uh, he's a Raider, and he was drafted by the Raiders, so he's a high-level player. So, um, yeah, we're going to explore pretty hard to see if we can bring him back here and kind of go from there. But he's, uh, as far as a player that, you know, running game, pass game, pass protection, um, you know, can really help you win games. Yeah, I've worked with JoJo for a long time, um, my whole tenure with the Chargers. Uh, I always thought he came up the right way. He was with the Jets for a long time, came up in that Parcells uh, philosophy. He knows football really well. He's just really well experienced, both in college and pro scouting. Uh, he's really experienced on how the, my style of working, and uh, he has a great reputation in the league. So even when he came in our building, he knew a lot of the, the Raider staffers already. They know him well. Uh, so the transition's been really smooth, and it's just adding another person that, that really knows the game well, has great people skills, can really work with coaches well. Um, it's comforting on our staff between JoJo and Dwayne Joseph and Champ Kelly. We, we have people that could be GMs somewhere and, and most likely will be GMs at some point. So, you know, I need that help around me. I need those ideas uh, from people like that. And we have a younger crew of people coming up that may fit that criteria as well. How important was it to hold on to Champ Kelly to be able to help you get familiar with the current roster? Yeah, I think his institutional knowledge is really important. But, you know, aside from that, he's really good at what he does. Um, and there's a lot of good people in the building right now, so that was, you know, it's always good to have. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been so much different. Um, I guess it's probably different by position. Um, like the quarterback position, I don't think it's a bad thing if you come out a little bit older. It may be even a better thing. You've got more experience under your belt, uh, more maturity at that position. Um, other positions, it may or may not matter. I don't. It's just something we have to deal with. Um, but uh, I think after we get through this COVID group of kids that come through, we'll probably really come back to normal a little bit as far as the normal ages of kids coming out. You know, typically as a scouting staff, we always say we like a younger player because the guy has a chance to develop, maybe has a little bit more ceiling. Is that true or not? I'm not really sure. But I do know that we're going to have some players coming in the league that have good experience and maybe ready to play a little bit earlier than maybe in, in times past. How much impact does Mr. Davis have in terms of, you know, just player, you know, he's wanting to know what you guys are doing and stay abreast of it all. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been in the league a long time. He knows football very well. Um, he's the owner of the team. Um, but he's got it's great. It's actually good conversations, great feedback. It's a great person to bounce ideas off of. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got he's got a very big big uh, you know his, his say of kind of what you know what I'm doing and what Antonio is doing, and uh, it's, you know it's a pretty good process so far. I guess we're gonna find out because I haven't turned the card in yet. No, I'm I'm pretty sure like you know he hired me to do a job. Um, but part of my job is explaining, hey, this is what we're doing. This was a thought process behind it. Usually those discussions happen way before. You know, I don't think of anything like when the, when the clock's ticking down behind me and I'm holding a card in my hand and, and, and someone says, hey, I don't want to do that. I got a bigger problem going on. So, uh, no, it'll be a pretty smooth process. You know, I'll say this, and the way we've always scouted, um, we scout every position like our roster is empty. 
So just because at the last team we had a quarterback doesn't mean I didn't look at quarterbacks. I mean, we look at everything. You, you never know what's going to happen in this league. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've seen most of them. Um, it's a pretty deep class. The last five or six years, you know, especially skill positions as far as receivers and quarterbacks, they've been very deep classes, and they've been coming in the league and contributing earlier than they used to. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with high school football and summer seven-on-seven. Seven. The fact that teams throw the ball so much more in high school than they used to as well as in college. So we're getting players coming to this level, quarterbacks, receivers, that are really pretty skilled. Um, so I think that's a positive, but I think this year's class is, is relatively deep. I think next year's class is not is, uh, is really early on, but there's, there could be some depth there as well. Now, that's, that's a pretty in-depth question. Um, certainly, we love players that are coached well, um, and there's a lot of programs like that, and even starting from high school to college and college to pro, um, you know, their base may be a little bit higher, but uh, I think just because you're coached well, really well in college doesn't mean that you're tapped out and you get to, to this level and you won't be able to uh, have any more gains. So, um, yeah, look, there's some great coaches around there. Georgia has a tremendous program. You know, you're getting pro-ready players, along with some other programs as well. Um, but that doesn't necessarily put a ceiling on them at our level. Yeah, it's been really cool, and it was you know it was nice having the, the Super Bowl in town, so I got a chance to spend a little bit more time with them. Um, what I thought was really really neat with him was watching him go through the process of hiring the assistant coaches, because I've been through that process before, and sometimes it gets a little bit hectic. Sometimes. Um, you do some moves a little bit too quickly where you might hire a good coach, but maybe it doesn't necessarily fit maybe the vision or philosophy you're looking for. And he really took his time. He talked to a lot of people, um, did a lot of research, took in a lot of opinions, and, uh, you know, put a staff together and took his time doing it. I mean, really, we didn't fill the staff until probably last week. I think we filled it right there. Um, but to see him work through that process... I'm like, you know, you can say he's a first-time head coach, but, man, he handled that like a pro to me. So I thought that was just a great sign to see. All right. Oh, I thought I was done. Yeah, market, I don't know, but I do know there's just a, there's a lot of backs that are available this year. Um, so I guess it remains to be seen, you know, what, what other people think. But uh, the talent pool at that position for agency is, you know, relatively high. All right. Thank you. All right. That was new Raiders general manager Tom Telesco. Again, the longtime general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, the thought process there was, you know, Tom Telesco always put together one of the more talented teams in the league. You know, the problem that he um, had was the head coach. Uh, the thought process there was maybe he was hampered by the Spanos family, not willing, not willing to uh, spend a lot of money for a head coach, whether it be Mike McCoy, whether it be um, Anthony Lynn or Brandon Staley. Um, again, he got fired along with Brandon Staley following, surprisingly enough or coincidentally enough, uh, the blowout loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. So again, a big, um, a big draft, a big combine here for uh, the new. General Manager of the Raiders, Tom Telesco, the new General Manager of the Chargers, Joe Ortiz, and, uh, and again, also Rams General Manager Les Snead picking in the first round for the first time since selecting Jared Goff with the number one pick in the draft. All right, folks, that is all the time we have for today.
but to do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.